You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. All right, Hollywood. So it's part two of our Monsters of Rock cruise series. We've already released part one. And of course, we're covering each and every one of these bands that are going to be on this 2019 Rockin' Cruise. Hollywood, are you still with me, baby? Oh, I'm with you. And we got a brand new year. And uh, in the spirit of Cobra and Fire's podcast latest episode, I think I'm making a lot of 360s in my life. I'm going to make a bunch of them. (laughs) All right. Well, my life is a constant 360. So, you know, I'm excited about that because I'm always spinning. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So listen, on that that Monsters of Rock Part 1, we already covered Tesla, Saxon, Killer Dwarves, Black and Blue, Queensryche. Uh, we talked a little bit about Faster Pussycat, Bullet Boys, Neil Zaza, Joel Holkstra. You talked a little bit more about DAD, Tough, Lies, Deceit, and Treachery, and Vain. So uh, we covered all those bands in part one. Go back and listen to part one if you missed it. But we're going to get into part two. And, you know, I felt like it would be a fun thing to bring on a veteran. Now you've already gone through the cruise once, but this is my absolute first monsters of rock cruise. So I'm totally excited, but we got somebody on the show that kind of trumps us all with his ninth cruise. And that is our good friend from the CGCM podcast, our Canadian brother from another mother, Rich the Meister, Dylan Rich. What's going on, brother? Hey, boys. How you doing today? Everything's good over here. A little cold up here in Canada right now, so I'm looking forward to uh, getting on this boat, getting down there to Miami and uh, leaving the snow behind, i tell you that. That's what we like to hear. Rich, do you have a beer in your hand right now? Um, I know this is going to sound really weird to anyone that knows me from the podcasting world or from my, my, you know, my vacations and festivals and that. Uh, no, I don't. I do not have a beer in my hand. It's probably the first time I've ever said those words. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, Rich. You've been on, this will be your ninth cruise, right? You and I talked a little bit about it beforehand. Are you able to distinguish between the cruises? And then do you have like a favorite so far that you're like, this was my absolute favorite? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of the cruises and a lot of the events do kind of blend together after a while, after you, you've done so many of them, of course. But uh, there is one that, you know, and I can't discern a whole bunch of events or remember exactly every single day of the cruise. But there is one cruise to me that stands out above the rest that was probably the best one so far uh, for me. And that was the uh, it was the, called the Shredders Cruise. And I'm going to say it was in 2016. That was the year that they had two. They had one going off the East Coast and one going off the West Coast. And uh, Shredders was on the East. And do you do one or the other, or do you do both Monsters of Rock cruises? Uh, that was the only year that they had two. Okay. And I, I did both. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it hurt the pocketbook, but I did it. And I think this, uh, Sonny, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this one is dubbed as like the Shredders 2 or something. This is a Shredders cruise as well, right? Yeah, I don't. I think they partially put Shredder on the bottom, but uh, it's because- not a full Shredder cruise. Yeah, it's because they've added some of the Shredder guitarists. Yeah. 
is, yeah. is, I think, why they've kind of added that tagline onto there. Because a lot of folks, you know, with going on, on a lot of these things, and that's something that, and I'm sure Sonny can attest to this as well, even though I didn't know you uh, for the cruise that you were on, but I'm sure you can uh, attest to this as well. And you're going to find it out as well. It's just a huge family. You're going to meet people and it, you're just, it's like being welcomed into a 3,000 person family. So a lot of us do talk, you know, we talk on the Facebook pages, you know, we've made our own separate uh, chat rooms and all that kind of thing. And, and a lot of people talk about the Shredder's Cruise and how good it was. So I think that's uh, part of what they've done here on this one is bring back a little bit of that element because it was such a popular cruise. That's awesome. Now, Rich, for an introvert like me, will I be accepted and not shunned amongst the uh, other cruisers? Will people actually talk to me and be willing to, you know, shoot the shit about rock and roll? You know, in order to answer that question, I'm going to ask you a question. Will you talk to people? I'll talk to you and Sonny. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, well, if you're going to talk to me, then you're going to talk to everybody. I know a lot of people. <laughs> and, and when I get a couple of drinks, I'm like, uh, it's like I'm, I'm holding court. So, yeah, uh, everyone is very accepting. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, uh, I've seen some folks on there with uh, physical handicaps. I've seen some folks on there with mental handicaps. I've seen some folks on there uh, that are dressed maybe a little bit outlandishly. I've seen some folks that are very shy, you know, and everybody gets along. Everybody has a great time. I've never seen a fight on these things. It's just uh, 100%. You're going to be able to talk to people uh, about, you know, a lot of these bands and about rock. You're going to find yourself sitting there or standing there rather at a show and you're going to look next to you and it's going to be one of the other bands that's standing there watching that band on stage you can talk to them you know it's trust me you'll have no problem yeah it's killer all right awesome so one of the things i've heard is probably the uh and i sort of heard you just say it and all that which was the the best thing about these cruises is not so much necessarily the bands and the band members but the actual people uh that are on the cruise the family as they call it it, it, it is for me. Uh, and uh, again, I'm sure uh, Sonny can attest to this too. Having been on one, I'm sure he probably met lots of folks when he was on there as well. And it's uh, that's exactly it. It's it's become a family. I now have a worldwide family that's basically spawned out of this cruise. I met people on one of the Monsters of Rock cruise, I think it was the second one, uh, that are from right here in Toronto. They go to all the same shows that I do. Yeah. I'd never known them before. We met on a boat in Miami. Well, yeah, you know, somebody posted on one of the cruise chat boards or whatever and said, hey, is anybody from Atlanta going? And literally, I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 37 people chimed in and said, I'm going. Yeah, so, so I'm guessing that I probably go to a lot of the same shows as these uh, 20 or 37 uh, other people. So uh, I'm yeah. hoping maybe, you know, I meet a friend or two that I can you know, get friendly with basically. You may well see some folks that you recognize from shows. Yeah. And and if not, if you recognize them from their Facebook picture, when you saw them, you know, make a comment in that chat, just go up and say hi. Yeah. Everybody's friendly. Everybody's happy to the first question out of people's mouths. Is, oh, where are you from? And you know, how many cruises you've been on? What's your favorite band? You know, it's just, it, it's so easy to, to meet people and talk to people and everybody's in such a good mood. It's just, it's awesome. Now, when Sonny and I come in the lunchroom, say for breakfast or for lunch or for whatever, and we see you sitting over there with 12 or 13 cool people and, you know, like a host of band members that you're probably best friends with, will you acknowledge Sonny and I and pretend like we're part of the cool kids or will we... I mean, will you just kind of act like you don't know us? I'm just wondering. Well, it's going to depend on what time of day it is and how much I've had to drink already that day or the night before. Because I might be hungover and I might have my eyes closed behind sunglasses. <laughs> I might not actually see you. 
<laughs> no, of course I'm going to say hi. And you know what? If you see me and I don't see you, just come out and say hi. Kick me in the in, in the shins or something. Tap me on the shoulder. Just come out and say hi if I don't see you. Oh, dude, I'm never letting you out of my sight the entire time we're there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You, well, it, that's just hang around a bar. Then you find me a lot. It's easy. <laughs> So, so I think I know the answer to this question for Sonny and I, but I'll ask you, do you have like, is there one band in particular above all else that you need to see on this cruise? No, <laughs> no? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of great artists. Most of the bands on this cruise I've seen before either on a cruise or through other events. So there's only probably, uh, let me see as I have a quick look at the lineup here. There's, uh, there's only two bands I haven't seen before. And who is it? Uh, the Wild Hearts. Mm-hmm. And, well, I guess I can't really count Michael Grant and the Assassins. I haven't seen them, but I've seen Michael Grant when he was with LA Guns. Yeah. That's really good. You've seen Lies, Deceit? Yeah, they were on last year. Oh, oh they were. Okay. No. Uh, sorry, were they on last year? No, it was just part of them that were on. They were supposed to be on another year and something happened. No, I, I don't. Let's say I haven't seen them, just to be on the safe side. Okay. And Mach 22? Yeah, I've seen them. They played oh, wow. the uh, M M pre party. I'm uh, gonna say three years ago, maybe. Oh, okay. Sunny, Sunny, and I. I think for Sunny and I, I'll let you answer this yourself. But for me, probably the band that's got me on this cruise is Eclipse. Now, I love, oh. I love a ton of bands, but Eclipse is it for me. I'm predicting, like usually. Every cruise, there's usually a few bands, like we'll use Eclipse as an example, that a lot of people have no idea who they are. So they'll play their first show and it, it'll be probably in a smaller lounge or something. And everybody that's there is going to be blown away. So then right after that and for the next day, everybody's going to be talking about, did you see so-and-so last night? Or let's use Eclipse again. Did you see Eclipse last night? And all of a sudden it'll become the buzz of the boat. And the next show will be lined up. It'll be rammed. Everyone's going to be trying to get in to see them. And I predict Eclipse is going to do that. And I predict Brighton Rock is going to do that. Because a lot of people don't know who Brighton Rock are either. So I expect those two bands are going to really get some buzz going and have a lot of people talking. Now, you're buddies with with the guy in Brighton Rock, right? Uh, Yeah, actually, he does. uh, Well, one of them, uh, Greg Fraser, the guitarist, uh, he's the one that does our intro to the CGCM podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I know the whole band quite well, and uh, a couple of the other bands, too, uh, I know quite well. Who is it for you, Sonny? Eclipse uh, is at the top of the list, yeah. but I've never seen Diamonds, and I'm hoping that my buddy Rich can maybe introduce me to somebody, well, that, you know, see, since I've never seen them. Now, I did, I to be honest, I know this is going to sound strange, too, considering they're tattooed to my arm. I completely forgot about them, because I'm looking at the ship lineup. Yeah, I'm not looking right, at the pre-party the lineup in front of me, and they're only at the pre-party, yeah, but you know what, it's fantastic that they've been included in this. I know they've been wanting to be for a while. And uh, myself and a, a few other folks that go on the cruise, there's a, a guy from Sweden, a good friend of mine, Anders Mars, and uh, a guy from uh, the U.S., uh, Dave Dillman. We've all been chanting diamonds for several years for the cruise. So it, it's good to see them uh, involved. And of course, I've already talked to Priya. And uh, I told her I've got a, a few friends that actually want to meet her. I spo- I uh, told her your name too. So don't worry, you're going to meet Priya. <laughs> <laughs> calm down man calm down <laughs> oh so you guys God. are you guys are going to be there for the pre-parties too right yeah, oh, yeah. For both yeah excellent yeah. excellent everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell and we want to hear yours so go to our website at growinguprock.com that's one word g-r-o-w-i-n-u-p-r-o-c-k.com 
or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Yeah. So is there anybody that you just really could give a shit about on this cruise? That I couldn't? You don't care whether you see. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how to answer that. I don't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> uh, there, there's a couple. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tesco is one of them. They're a great band. They sound great live, but I'm sick and tired of seeing them. Every damn cruise they're on there. And I know a lot of people love them. Yeah. You know, some people say they won't go on the cruise if Tesco's not there. Yeah. Everybody has a band like that where they say that about. For me, I want to give somebody else the chance. Sure. There's some other bands that are the same. And I know Sonny's probably going to smack me. YNT's another one. They're tattooed on my arm. I love YNT. Their logo is tattooed on my arm, but they're on every cruise. So for me, it, it kind of gets a little bit old when you've yeah. been on so many of them. You know what? That's but fair enough. They're still fantastic bands and they play amazing live. I've never seen a bad show on the boat. Actually, that's not true. I've seen one faster pussycat show that was a little rough. They were very, <laughs> it was, it was fun, but it was not a good, yeah. know, they were not technical. <laughs> There's quite a few bands, I think, because, you know, the first thing that somebody told me was you got to pick and choose and don't try to see everything. So that might've been me that told you that. Cause that's one yeah. of my best advices to new people is pick maybe five or six bands that you have to see. And mark that down. Then pick another, you know, five to 10 that you'd like to see and forget about the rest because it's not going to happen. Yep. I already have my spreadsheet. <laughs> or, you know, what could happen too is you might just throw that spreadsheet to the wind and you might just randomly end up in shows that you never thought you'd be in or that you wanted to go to. And it could be the best show of your life. That's happened to me too. I got dragged by a friend to see a band that I didn't want to see. And it, it was amazing. Bought their CDs right afterwards. Anything can surprise you, man. Anything can happen. My best advice is don't stick hard, fast to the schedule too much. That's why I say pick maybe five bands that you really want to see and make sure you see them and just kind of go loose for the rest because your plans could change very quickly. Right on. Yeah, that's good advice because the mistake I made was I was going to see every band in 2015 <laughs> and I saw them all, but I met nobody. It's like, hard, I didn't even it? breathe, right? Well, sir, here I am saying you met people and you didn't. No, I didn't. Because if you choose... Steven, I'll tell you honestly, if you choose to not want to meet anybody, and at that time it was 2015, so I never any social media, I wasn't doing any podcasting. I'm just like, I'm here to see bands. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I literally didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Were you by yourself? No, I went with my best friend, his oh, wife, okay. his brother. I mean, uh, you know, I talked to like so I talked to Danny Vaughn. You know, I talked to Kip Winger. Musicians. I talked to Nuno Betancourt. Right? <laughs> I didn't talk to anybody else. That sounds like my very first, uh, the very first cruise I went on. And it was the first one that they had. I found out about it by accident shortly before it set sail. So I was very lucky to be able to get on the cruise. It just hadn't sold out yet. And uh, I knew nobody. I was literally terrified. I'd never been on a ship before in my life. I had no idea what this was going to be like, but I'd looked at bands like Y&T and I said, I'm never going to see them anywhere else in my life. I have to get on this thing. You know, bands like Keel and stuff like that were on it. And I tried to see every band and I literally ran from end of the ship to end of the ship to catch at least two songs of every set. And I only met two people on that cruise, but I met them the first night during the Tesco show and they've become some of my best friends and they made the cruise for me. It's because of those two people that I come back the next year and then I met more and more and more. And all of a sudden now it's a whole big family, but that's awesome. Yeah. I spent too much time running around, just like you're saying. All right. So before we get too wrapped up in all this stuff, because there's a ton of stuff I got to ask you, Rich, and there's a ton of stuff I want to talk about. I got lots of time. Awesome. We need to crank this up. So crank me up! Crank me up! 
It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right, so it's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. And as part of this Monsters of Rock Cruise 2019, I'm going to feature a band that I don't think a lot of people know about. I just kind of heard about them recently when they got added to the cruise, and I did a little research. And Rich, maybe you can shed a little bit of light on this band, but I do know that Jeff Labar from Cinderella, his son, Sebastian Labar, plays guitar in Mach 22. I can say that I've seen them before, and when I saw them, I, I'd never heard of them before, and they were so impressive on stage that I went and bought the CD. So you, you dug them then, right? Yeah, they were fantastic. They were fantastic. All right, so we're going to play a song off their Like My Chances EP. This is a song called Another Day. Yeah. 
right. So four out of the five songs that Stephen, you're going to play today. I had never heard. This was one of them. Uh-huh. So this time I was for some reason on iTunes. So I go to iTunes, uh, go and like, okay, let me listen. Oh no, wait, I went to YouTube first, listen to the song. And I'm like, okay, that that's fine. I, I, I let me go check out the EP. So I go to iTunes and, uh, you know, they have like the little clips, right. Mm-hmm. And on the bottom it said, because I was on the mock 22 page, it said listeners also bought uh, rival sons and Tesla. So I'm like, Oh, I really like rival sons and Tesla. So something about another day didn't catch me for some reason. So I listened to all six songs on the EP. I don't know what it is. They're good, but there's something about it that just is not grabbing me. I can't put my finger on it. All right. It's good music, but it, it didn't knock me off my feet. So how about you, Rich? I was going to say, I've personally had that with a few bands the same, and you know, sometimes even a CD I'll, I'll listen to and it doesn't grab me. And then a, a week later I put it on again. It was like, I don't understand why I didn't like this at first. Cause you know, my opinion, it changes when I listen to it the second time, but I understand what you're saying, you know, and not everybody can like every band. So no, nah. you know, that's what makes us all different. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. So for this cruise, there are a handful of bands that just are fitting that bill for me, you know, that just don't quite do it for me. And so those will be the bands, you know, that I will kind of put to the side and not be the ones that I necessarily check out first if I want to see other bands. What bands are those? Oh, God, I hate to say this because I'll end up yeah, meeting see, them on the cruise. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I'll, I'll, give you my, I'll give I, you my five I, without even blinking. Well, I mean, listen, I don't know that I'm a huge Pat Travers fan. I know a couple of songs. and A couple so, of classic songs. Yeah, yeah, a couple of classic songs. So I don't know that I'm a huge Pat Travers fan. I'm not a huge Shredders fan, even though I like all the guys that are doing the work. Like, I like the Gus G's and the, and the Hulkstras. We talked to Joel Hulkstra. I mean, he's amazing in Whitesnake. He was great in Night Ranger. But, I mean, just as a instrumental, I'm going to jam type of thing, it depends on how they're presented presented exactly you know i heard that joel does like a morning buffet 10 o'clock in the morning uh acoustic set or something he does and what you'll find is the people that are up at that time uh usually the non-drinkers or the still up drinking from the night before uh, they'll be in the buffet having breakfast and then everyone kind of wanders out to the pool deck and there's joel uh up there he's doing uh What's he called? I think he calls it the hangover buffet. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah. But he, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a good way to start the day, especially after you've just had breakfast. Uh, maybe you're even starting your, your first beer of the day, depending on, you know, how <laughs> much you drink or don't drink, or you're having a coffee up there in the pool deck in the, the Caribbean sun, meeting a couple people, talking to some people you met yesterday, some friends, whatever, while Joel's up there on stage. It, it's a great way to start the day. Yeah. I think one of the things that I'm probably looking forward to is hopefully some nice sunny weather and uh, sitting by the pool and hopefully on the pool stage is like this Metalachi band. That would be fantastic. Um, I, I've not seen them before either, actually. Have you heard this band? No, uh, not really my thing. Dude, it's like mariachi metal. It's hilarious. Not really my thing. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had another band on the cruise that's been on a few times, too, that uh, a, a lot of folks love, but it, it's just not for me. They were a flamenco uh, kind of, jeez, uh, I can't remember what they were called now. I all of a sudden just forgot it. Uh, but it was like a flamenco thing. So they're doing like Ozzy Osbourne, a crazy train, but it was all with flamenco guitar. It's, it's not for me. So I, I, I take your metal seriously. Uh, I I do prefer the harder guitars, yeah. (laughs) 
I, but I don't like the instrumental shredders either. You know, I like it to have a, a song, but that's for me. You know, a lot of people like different things and that's why there are so many choices on the cruise. And that's, what's great about it. You don't have to go and do that. You don't have to go and do this. There's so many options. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we appreciate about music in general. You don't, your opinion is neither right nor wrong. It's whatever's good for you. So, you know. Exactly. And people might call me stupid because I don't like that band. I might call them an idiot because they don't like this band. But there's nothing to that. It's just fun, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Yeah. Is there anybody at the pre-cruise that you're looking forward to? At the pre-cruise? Yeah, at the pre-parties. And these pre-parties at the casino, they're in an outdoor venue, aren't they? Yeah. This year, I believe both of them are outdoors. Usually there is one in an indoor setting and then there's one in the bigger outdoor area but i think both are outdoor this year i don't have the pre-party lineups in front of me so i'm not even sure who's playing aside from diamonds which uh, i'm really excited to see actually that reminds me uh sonny you don't have a diamond shirt do you? you've never seen them before right yeah i have a shirt because i ordered the whole uh you do. shirt album all that so she okay. signed everything yeah what you need to do is make sure you bring that shirt with you yeah because wherever i go in the world I usually know a couple of Diamonds fans or I meet a couple of Diamonds fans at any of these festivals. And we always have something we call Diamonds Day for the diehards, you know, the, the big Diamonds fans where we all wear our shirt no matter where we are. And usually try to take a, a photo in front of the festival sign. Like if I'm at Sweden Rock Festival, oh, yeah. there's a few of us wearing diamond shirts and stuff like that. So I'm starting to organize it already. I've already spoken to Priya and Decay from the band and they're both going to be in on it as well. We're going to get as many Diamonds fans as we can with our diamond shirts and get a big uh, diehard Diamonds photo at the pre-party. I'm in. Make sure you pack your shirt and then, you know, whatever time works out good uh, for, for the band to be involved with it. And we'll try to get as many as we can. So, yeah, I don't have a diamond shirt. Can I wear, um, uh, you know, just any shirt? <laughs> um, yes, but not for the diehard diamonds photo. You have to be in the second version, which is please the wear a shirt. Please. We're going to call it the riffraff photo and then you can be in that one. <laughs> and, and actually, yeah, I'd like to second that. Yeah. Wearing a shirt's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> The ladies, they don't, they don't need to, but you know, you guys, you jerks are no fun. <laughs> <laughs> so who is that? The, uh, who's at the pre-parties then you, you asked me before, if I was yeah. looking forward to the yeah, pre-parties, so the first I'm not night, sure who's yeah. First night is XYZ, Bisto Blanco mm -hmm. and, uh, Ingve. Okay. If you haven't seen Bisto Blanco, I would make sure you check them out. I really like them. And, uh, XYZ too is excellent. I, I'm not a big Ingve fan cause I don't like him as a person. Okay. <laughs> I've never met him, but I just, I, I you know, uh, I read things. I'll second that. And then Plus, the next night, I might be missing somebody, but uh, it's Diamonds, uh, Justin Beeler and Jeff Scott Soto, right. uh, Kingdom Come. And then I'm, I think I'm missing one or yeah, two. Yeah, you're missing the Iron Maidens. Oh, yeah, right. The Iron Maidens, you're missing Black and Blue. Oh, right. That's a big pre-party. That's a lot of bands. It is. It's Black and Blue, the Iron Maidens, Kingdom Come, Diamonds and jeff scott soto jason beeler and i think that's it wow yeah that's 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 quite a few bands i guess they're probably going to start it or see i don't even look at half these lineups because i've been on this so many times that i already know i'm going in the next one so it doesn't matter what bands are on the boat i already know i'm going so sometimes i don't really look at the lineup that's why i don't know well i know that second one that second pre-party i think says five o'clock actually oh, okay yeah. Good. yeah, usually they start at seven or eight or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where you guys are staying, but the hotel that, that I stay at, a lot of uh, cruisers stay at. And there's actually, there's a, there's a cocktail party that's going on there that's put on by a, not affiliated with Monsters of Rock, but it's put on by one of the cruisers that raises money for charity and stuff like that. It's usually a good little meet and greet thing during the day. And it's like a five minute walk over to the casino. 
for the uh, for the pre party sold. Yeah, no, we're we're staying at uh, Airbnb. Oh, okay. It's in one of the Miami neighborhoods. I think it's probably like a 20, 30 minute ride to the casinos, something like that, maybe less, but um, it's kind of in between the casino and the port. So probably an ass load cheaper than I paid. So maybe it's not such a bad move. <laughs> well, and it, it looks pretty swanky. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's got a good view and uh, all that other stuff. So I'm kind of, kind of excited about it. So okay. that's it. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so do you have any good stories for us? You must have a story or two going on nine cruises. I mean, there's gotta be one that sticks out for you. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. <laughs> there, there's a lot. What kind of a story do you want? Well, I guess, uh, what, what stands out? What are some of the rituals that take place? Sonny's already told me about, I think it was you, Sonny, that told me about um, uh, late night karaoke with drunk rock stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All, yeah if, if you have your choice, you don't have to go to bed. The music does not stop. <laughs> because when the bands stop, everyone just goes up to the karaoke and half of the bands are in there and they're hammered because they've been partied all day and you're hammered because you've been part except for Sonny because he doesn't drink. You, do you drink Steven? I, I drink an occasional glass of wine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're, you're just tipsy. The rest of us are hammered yep. and uh, it's just, people are getting up there singing karaoke and it, it goes on till all hours of the morning. You don't even have to sing. You can just go and hang out. People are mingling and just, it's a nonstop party. It's fun. It's fun. Right. So there's that. Yeah. That's, that's one of the, the rituals, you know, a, a lot of people like to stay up, all night on the very last night of the cruise. It used to be uh, the first few cruises, there used to be drink packages. So you could buy uh, ahead of time this uh, package at a discounted rate of, you know, like 80 beers in the package or whatever it was. And it was always way more alcohol than anybody ever needs, even me. So you blow through these, these tickets, but then you had the people that eyes were bigger than their stomach and they couldn't go through their tickets. So on the last night, everyone's just handing out tickets because they want to get rid of them because they paid for them, right? So they want somebody to use them. So everybody's just getting wasted on the last night using all these tickets. And a lot of people stay up to watch the boat pull into dock the next morning at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. when we get back to the dock. So it's, it's kind of cool just uh, to be on the partying on the ship at 5 in the morning when the thing rolls into the dock. It's kind of a, a cool experience, too. So I know a lot of folks do that every year. That won't happen with me. My ass is old. <laughs> I can't keep my eyes open. <laughs> Oh, I tell me about it. I, I've been known to sleep in a in a chair on the pool deck. You know, anything could happen. And that's another piece of advice: do not sit. What do you mean, don't sit? I don't care when you go into one of the theaters to watch your favorite band. I don't care how comfortable those chairs look. Don't sit in them because you will sleep. You will sleep. Don't sit. So don't sit. So never, how does never it, sit? How does it work for going to see shows? I mean, do you just walk into the theater? Do you line up? Do you have assigned seats? What? How does that all work? It's pretty much a free-for-all. Okay. There are VIPs. Uh, VIP gets into the theater. Uh, geez, I'm not even sure what boat we're on, if we're on the same one we were last time or not. No, it's a new uh, boat. I know is that. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, because the last time there was a theater and an ice rink, and the VIP gets uh, early access to those larger uh, venues like that. The smaller club uh, things, the stages are very, very low. So if you don't get in there early, you can't see anything because it's literally like a foot off the floor. So especially for a short guy like me, you guys are tall, so you might be all right if you're, you know, 15 people back, but I can't see anything. Sonny um, said he'd put you on his shoulders. You're fine. Oh, beautiful. Then I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it's it's basically, it's, it's a free for all. Uh, the theater is closed until they're ready to let people in. 
And oftentimes the theater runs behind. So that's another thing that's going to mess up your schedule. If you're, you know, going there at four o'clock in the afternoon to watch black and blue, they might not open that theater until five o'clock if something has held them up beforehand. And it just the, the theater never tends to run on time. But a lot of, uh, you know, the other kind of club areas or the pool stage uh, are kind of a free for all come and go. They don't close the doors. Right. But the theater, they close the doors until they're ready to let people in. But other than that, there's no assigned seating or any of that kind of business. No. Now, if I got a band I really want to see, like, let's say the band starts at five o'clock, how soon do I need to get to the lounge? Like, do I need to start lining up at 4.30? It depends on where they're playing, Mm -hmm. who else is playing at the same time, and where you want to be. When you like, do you need to be right up front or are you okay? Are you okay seeing them from the back? Yeah. So it all depends on, on, on that kind of thing. And it, you know what? It's, it's kind of hard to predict. Yeah. I would say if they're in one of the small lounge lounges, you want to get there fairly early, especially for a short guy like me. If I can't get up front for one of those, there's no point in me being in there because I can't see. I know last year what they did is they um, started to, and I don't know if they'll do it this year or not. Uh, I think it was on the second day of the cruise. They started to line like armchairs up at the front of the stage so that more people could see the band because they made the first few people first, you know, it might've been five, 10 rows, something like that. They made them sit, Yeah, which was better for people that were, you know, not first in because then you could see easier because the first few people were sitting, but I don't want to sit in the front row at a concert if if it's me. And plus I sleep if I sit. So I, that's still no good to me. (laughs) You're just going to have to get a feel for it. And if it's a band you really want to see, and if it's one of your your top five and and you're going to slit your wrists, if, if you don't get to see them, Make sure you get there early just to, just to make sure. Cool. You know, because you don't want to be disappointed. But if something does happen, you've always got a second chance to see them. Every uh-huh. band plays two shows. Between the pre-party and the boat, they play two. The odd time, someone will play three. Killer Dwarfs one year played three. Two electrics and an acoustic. So Awesome. You got yeah, I didn't, I didn't wait in a single line. I got to see everybody I wanted to yep. see. There was not a single theater, pool deck, club, lounge <clears> that was full to where they turned people away. Yeah, that's um, never happened. Never happened. And I, Europe, not that I've seen anyway. Yeah, Europe, Europe had hadn't played U.S. in forever, and they well, were that on was that the year cruise. Europe was on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they were on that cruise. I get upstairs to the pool deck because that's where they were playing, mm-hmm. and I got there after they'd already finished a song, and I was five people from Joey Tempest, so it was yeah. no issue. And what you'll find is a lot of people are just kind of, maybe they're not, we'll use Europe as an example. Maybe they're not a huge Europe fan. Maybe they don't really know who they are that much. So they'll wander in for a couple of songs and then they might wander out, go get a beer, see what else is going on. Because there's any given time, there's two to three, maybe four bands playing at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. It spreads everything out. But yeah, you're you're right. The only time to line up is if you going into the theater and you really want to be in the front. I don't even bother. I walk by, you know, if the theater's running an hour behind and I come, you know, I, I come in and there's a lineup still, they haven't let anybody in, I come back later, right? Right. In most cases, I've seen the band before, so I don't really need to be up front unless it's, you know, one of my more favorite bands, but. Hey, we need to play a little music, Sonny, so I think we should play our first set of bands. You want to talk about your first selection and who you're covering with this first one? Yeah, so the first band I'm going to talk about, Skid Row. I think all three of us can say we're Skid Row fans. Can I get an Amen. Yeah, man. I'm actually really excited for this because I've not seen them with the new lead singer, ZP Thart, or however you might pronounce it. They are awesome with that guy. I saw him in Vegas. They're awesome. Oh, excellent. Okay, good. I've also heard very good things. So, yeah. 
So, you know, every everybody knows Skid Row. I, I wanted to pick a song off the second album, uh, Slave to the Grind. You know, if you remember, they took a Gene Simmons marketing class and released an original version, and then they released a clean version. The original version had a song called Get the Fuck Out. I guess they were worried that they couldn't sell it at their local Walmart or whatever, so they replace it uh, with this great song. Yep. Check this one out from 1991, Slave to the Grind, Beggar's Day.
this is one of my absolute favorite Skid Row songs. I love Beggar's Day. The clean version of the Slave to the Grind record for me was the best version because Get the Fuck Out was great, but it was, I love Beggar's Day. And I prefer Get the Fuck Out. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not odd man out, I'm the Canadian. <laughs> it's all good. Do you like that song, Beggar's Day, uh, uh, Rich? It's okay. It's not, it's not one of my favorites, no. Oh, God, I love that song so much. All right, <laughs> on to me. So I know Rich loves this band, and we all got the opportunity to see this band a little bit earlier uh, last year. Um, and I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about Tor Tora. Uh, and so I Tor, knew you were. Tor Tora is coming on this cruise. I think we all enjoy Tor Tora. I think they're a fantastic band, and they're going to be releasing their newest record, Bastards of Beale. I think literally either right after the cruise or right before it. I can't remember what the release date is. But until then, here's a new song off that record called Rosa Jericho.
so I see Tora Tora on the list and I'm like, all right, Rose of Jericho. Huh? Maybe I don't know Tora Tora that well. So I, I got the albums. So I go look at iTunes into my library. I'm like, the song's not there. So sometimes what will happen is when I burn the CD, I'll leave songs I didn't like off the iTunes library. So then I go to the archives, go grab the CDs. Like there is no Rose of Jericho. Stupid Steven wrote the wrong damn name on this thing. <laughs> so then I go to YouTube, pull up Rose of Jericho. Here pulls up a song. I'm like, the hell is this? How, how do I not have this? I had no idea they were coming out with a new album. I love that song. Yeah, it's awesome, man. The new record, I hope, is really good. But this is uh, if this is an indication of how that new record's going to go, I'm in. I think it's going to be fantastic. This is uh, an, uh, I'm, I'm a big-time fan of the band. I, I flew down to Memphis to see them for their 25th anniversary and stuff like that. And uh, I've, I've met the boys a few times. I'm actually fairly decent friends with Anthony Corder. And uh, when we were at the, down at the Nashville Rock and Pod, we sat down with uh, Keith Douglas for a little bit and uh, interviewed him for the CGCM podcast. And uh, just some of the things that he had to say about the album coming up, just uh, the process that they went through uh, writing it and stuff like that. And then hearing the product with hearing the song Rose of Jericho, it's going to be an awesome album. I already know it. It's going to hit my top 10. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't just based on the one song. Uh, Is this one of the bands you'll be uh, for sure taking in on the cruise then? They're tattooed on my arm as well. So I will definitely be seeing both shows, especially uh, uh, not only are they one of the bands I listened to when I was I was probably 13 when the surprise attack record came out, found them from the Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, uh, soundtrack even. And, uh, since I've become friends with the bands, you know, I'm going to be there to support them all the way. I just think it's fantastic that they were on the first time and now they're back again for the second time. They were so funny to watch the first time they were on the cruise. I happened to be boarding the ship at the same time that they were. And just the looks in their eyes, just, and you're going to get the same thing, but you're going to be wide eyed because it's, it's going to be a whole new world. Trust me. <laughs> They're like kids in a candy store, and I'm gonna, you're going to do the same thing. I'm going to see it. But but I don't think uh, just because they're tattooed on your arm, so was Y&T, and you made it perfectly clear that you didn't give two shits about that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say I didn't give two shits. I said I was a little tired. <laughs> I will still go to see Dave anytime. Can't beat Ben again. Oh, God, I love it. I'm just having a little bit of fun. It's so much fun. You I got- know, I hear you. And sometimes I talk through my ass, too, so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's all right. Sonny will tell you I'm great at busting balls. That's what I like to do. A hundred percent. I will see if I have a choice between Tora Tora and y and I, I will see Tora Tora. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So what about these crazy stories? I mean, uh, you must have stories, you know, you, three midgets and two drunk rock stars in the back of a club one night. I mean, what, what's that all about? Well, you've just named three stories in one. <laughs> I don't think I have time for three. There was the year that there was the stripper that was on. She was just a patron. Thank God. Did she perform? Yep. Thank God. <laughs> any Anytime she, any chance she got. Here's, Dude, if my wife sees that, I'm never going to get on it. Yeah, here's, what, here's yeah. what's shitty, right? You, Sonny? Got, you, you got to have your eyes always open for yourself, but also to steer the wife away if something like that starts happening. Yeah, so Sonny, Sonny and I are both bringing our wives, and, and listen, I, you know, I can't speak for Sonny's wife, but my wife, she's a good sport, and uh, uh, she'll have a good time. She's just not into 
or she's not into music in general, rock and roll or otherwise. Uh, she's just one of those individuals that, you know, she can take music or not take music, but she's a really good spirit and she'll go to all the shows with me. Like she's been to pretty much all the concerts that I've gone to and she's, you know, she'll form an opinion. She'll be like, ah, yeah, I like those guys or I didn't like them. They didn't do much on stage. I don't care for them. And so she has an opinion and it's great, but, uh, she's this there more or less for the vacation, right? But she's gonna, she's a great people watcher. So, you know, she's still going to have lots of stuff to do. They you know there's all kinds of spa packages and all that kind of business. If she's into that, there's just sunning herself on the pool deck. If she doesn't like the tunes and that, that thing with the stripper was, was one, it was, it was really cool. And there's some photos, but uh, it like, it was one year, <laughs> right? That, that kind of stuff does not happen all the time. And that's a popular misconception. This is not a big floating orgy. Right. And Sonny can attest to that. He's been on this before. That's not what it is. It's, it's, it's just it's a bunch of rock fans watching a band. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, we're all older, too. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean too much, I guess. <laughs> you haven't seen me operate yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, story, man, I, I've got so many good stories that have come out of the cruise. I just I, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, I could tell you about riding in the back of the limo with Keel to the rehearsal before they got on the boat. I mean, I could tell you about having lunch with Brian Vollmer. There's all kinds of stuff. I just. I don't know. You got to make your own stories, man. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about another band, get back to the music a little bit. So I want to talk about Vixen hailing from St. Paul, Minnesota, in 1971. Jan Kuhlmann was in high school and started a band. Steven didn't, weren't you in high school in 1971? Uh, no, I'm not quite that old. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> I was going to say, I wasn't even born in 1971. <laughs> I was born, uh, but I wasn't in high school. <laughs> All right. <I'm> College? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I got two words, fuck and you, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Vixen had a couple of hits. Uh, people have probably heard them before. Uh, they've been through some trials and tribulations. You know, Jan died in 2013. They've been through... A couple of lawsuits, reunions, blah, blah, blah. But uh, they've been playing together for a little while. So uh, the song I wanted to pick was off the second album, Rev It Up. It's one of those radio-friendly tunes, but it's probably one of their harder tunes. And what's interesting is the song was co-written by Steve Plunkett from Autograph, and the vocal phrasing of the verses are very Steve Plunkett. So check the song out. It's called Streets in Paradise. Just fantasy Seems so close when it's 
Yeah, so I don't know a ton about Vixen. I do like this song. Obviously, I know who Vixen is. They've been around for a while. I know pretty much the history of the band and stuff like that. But I enjoyed this song. I mean, I know Edge of a, what is it, Edge of a Broken Heart? That's the Bon Jovi written tune, right? Yeah. Richard yeah. Marks. Richard R- Marks. Richard Marks. Didn't Bon Jovi also write a song for them? I don't think so, but huh. I'm not sure. No, they, they were considered the female Bon Jovi when they first came out, something okay. like that. I think that was the the tagline. Do you like them, Rich? I do, yes. And I didn't at first. Okay. I don't like the music recorded because it's a little bit too light, a little bit too keyboardish for me. Right. But these girls live are probably one of the best things I've ever seen on stage. They are fantastic live. And that's what made me a fan was seeing them live for the first time at a Monsters of Rock Cruise pre-party. And I've seen them probably seven, eight times since, uh, including in Sweden. I've seen, seen them and they just they kill it every time on stage. Now, I know, or I'm pretty sure, like um, uh, the keyboard player for them now is one of the uh, Nashville guys that hangs out with uh, Philip and and Ryan and Jeremy and those guys. He plays at the Rock and Roll Residency, which those guys are going to be on the boat as well. Are they on? They're not listed on this thing here. Yeah, they added them. uh, They added them probably maybe... I don't know, a month ago they added them. There's a couple of quick stories I can tell you. And these are like cruise-only stories. Like they only happen on the cruise. This kind of thing would probably never happen elsewhere. And it was the guys from uh, the Rock and Roll Residency as we were waiting to board the ship. And you're waiting in the cruise terminal and it's hot and everybody just wants to get on the damn boat because we want to get a beer and we want to get rid of this luggage. And we're, you know, we're hungover from the night before. We're tired or whatever. And there's we're all sitting there waiting until we can board. And they just whipped out in a co- an acoustic guitar and just started walking up and down, you know, the rows of seats as everybody, it's, it looks like a big bus terminal. Everyone's waiting to get on. They're just singing, doing karaoke, just kind of walking around that, you know, you're not going to get that anywhere else. Things like that. Ron Keel is, is popular for doing that too. He does something he calls elevator karaoke. You'll be on, on the ship getting in the elevator to go up to the buffet and the elevator door opens and you step in and there's Ron Keel with an acoustic guitar and he's just singing songs. You get out on your floor and you, He's still in the elevator singing songs. That's freaking and awesome, and, man. You know, it's, I know Keel's not on, uh, on this version, nah. but those are the kind of things that are going to happen to you on this cruise. You're going to see things like that, that you're not going to see anywhere else. Just impromptu little shows like that. And just small memories, small stories that you're going to take with you that are just going to be awesome. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, completely. Sweet. All right. I'm going to get on to my next band and this has been a favorite of mine. I, I've seen them a few times. I'll see them all the time because they're just fantastic live. I know they do a lot of these cruises. This might be a band for you, Rich, that kind of falls into that Tesla category, but I'm talking about Kicks. I'm a huge Kicks fan. I've seen Kicks. They're on almost every cruise. They're at the uh, M3 Festival every year. I've seen them in Sweden too. I've seen them in a lot of places. Yep. And the same thing, if they're up against someone else, I will take someone else because I've seen kicks so many times. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they're bad. I actually really like kicks. Their, their latest album they came out with, what was that? Three years ago now? Yeah. Rock your face off. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic album. I think it fits great in with their, the earlier stuff in their catalog. And Steve Whiteman is, he is amazing as a front man on stage. If you've seen him, you understand though, just the way he tells his stories and stuff. He's just, he's engaging. He's yeah. amazing to see. I hope they do the whole blow my fuse front to back. I would, uh, I would be okay with seeing that as one of their sets, but I'm going to play a deep track off of blow my fuse. This is a song called dirty boys. <laughs> Dirty 
Yeah, so this song doesn't always, uh, I don't always seek this song out. I was like, ah, maybe I need to pull it up and re-listen to it again. So I pull it up on my iTunes library, listen to it. I'm like, huh, that's okay. So I go to iTunes, actually, and I'm like, wasn't there this uh, Fuse 30 reblown thing? So Mm -hmm. let me listen to it remixed. Oh, my God. I got to get Fuse 30 reblown because that remixed version has serious punch and crunch. And it sounds great on that album. Oh, the the blow my fuse thirty reblown that that thing sounds like normally I can't tell a whole lot of difference between uh, remastered things, but this thing sounds amazing because when we did that Steve Whiteman interview, they sent me a copy of that or they gave me the stream of that record, and I could honestly tell the difference. It was night and day uh, between the original and the remix thing. So I know exactly what you're talking about. But I love Kicks. I'll go see them. I might see both shows depending on who they're competing with, but I just don't get a chance to see Kicks enough. Yeah, I'm uh, 50-50. Right. I've seen them a few times. Yeah. I seen them a few times. I'm really the hits fan. Right. And like, I would really like to see my favorite song cold blood. And then I can probably just go see Richie Cotton or something. So I'm good. (laughs) So that might be one I'm, I'm going to by myself. You two boys might be out on that deal. You're never going by yourself. There's going to be a whole whack of people there. (laughs) And I might be one of them. You never know. Like I say, it all depends on who they're up against. Cause I'll, I'll watch them anytime. Make no mistake with any of these bands. I will see the band if there's nothing else going on because I would rather see live music than than not see live music. But uh, they're not highest on my list just mainly because I have seen them so much. Rich, with round the clock concerts, and you you just made a point where you're you're gonna see some live music no matter what, whether something's going on or not. Do you take like um, a Ziploc bag and put like pieces of pizza to put in your pocket so that you can just pull them out when you're watching the show and um, munch on pizza slices, or or what? How does that work with you? Uh, for me personally. I, I'm a master of the buffet, and I think a lot of people have have this down. You know, some people look at this, and it all depends on who you are. And you guys are, are there with your wives. You may want to do something like this, too. You might want to look at booking one of those more elegant restaurants for a dinner one night. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do that kind of thing. I refuse to do that because when you're doing that, there's a band playing, and I paid all this money to see the band, so I'm not paying extra money on top of that for the dinner. So I don't do that. I hit the buffet. Some people think the buffet is not that good on this ship. On the other ship, they like it. And, you know, some it's, people are never happy. Some people are always happy. It doesn't matter. You can always find something to eat. I blow through there. I grab a burger, and I'm out the other door. It's only taken me 30 seconds. I've said hi to six people on my way by, and I'm already at that show eating the burger. Yeah, I think uh, for me, you know, obviously I'm not going to do anything until I see the list, which uh, what I'm told that comes out like about a week before. Is that right? Um, I wouldn't you know, count your chickens on that one. Okay. I mean, we've had, we, we've had cruises where it, you got it as you were boarding. Okay. And we've had other cruises where we've had it two weeks before and you can print it off at home and you have time to make up a spreadsheet and whatever you want to do. So it's, I don't know why sometimes it's out faster than others. Uh, maybe different people with the riders when someone's arriving, get the equipment organized. I have no idea. So yeah. as to when it comes out before the first band. 
Yeah, so I, I yeah. won't I won't plan any extravagant dinners until I see that list because I'm not going to miss somebody that I really want to see because of a dinner. But exactly, that's the way that I would look at it. But I know a lot of folks they want to take that time to relax as well because it is a vacation and it's a very expensive vacation. Yeah. So that's what they want to do is have a nice quiet dinner, and uh, I respect them for that. But for me, uh, I want to see the rock as much as I can. It's the same with the excursions and going on shore. Sometimes a band will be playing when we're in port on one of those uh, days on, uh, I, I don't even know where we're stopping on this one. Are we going to Jamaica on this one? Yeah. Yeah. Jamaica, yeah. So th- it's possible that somebody could be playing when we're in the, in the island of Jamaica. And if you've booked a zip line excursion or, or something, you may end up missing the band. So it's, no, you, you got to make your vacation what you want out of it. For me, it, it's about the music, but some people want to have a more even split of that kind of stuff. So yeah, 2015, when we docked, I stayed on the ship and, uh, the guys went to, uh, they went on the beach. There was like this private beach thing faster. Pussycat played on the private beach. I'm like, I could give two shits about those guys. So don't care <laughs> what you missed on the boat was Frank Hannon. The only time he played Lita Ford, the only time she played and honeymoon suite, which knocked my socks off. I was, was so, so disappointed. I was so disappointed with that honeymoon suite show. Not them. The attendance and yeah, I felt it was so like bad. People. We were in the I, room I, together. Yeah, <laughs> and I still didn't know you. I was so happy because you know they're the Canadian band, and a lot of people didn't know who they were again, right? I mean, they were a bit larger in this in in the U.S. than say Brighton Rock was, but they still were not one of the major headliners of the crew. So for them to get a theater show, I was very happy. And then I realized it was at noon on a day we were in port. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, this sucks! Right? There was nobody in there. It was terrible. And then I felt so bad for Honeymoon Suite because their other show. It was like the one year ever on the cruise we had rain and they couldn't play on the pool stage. You remember that, Sonny? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, had, yeah. Uh, they, they were like three hours late playing on the pool stage because everything was rained out. And so then they ended up, their time squad was up against somebody else in the theater. And, of course, the theater was packed. And the Honeymoon Suite, again, didn't have a huge crowd. Yeah. They, got, they had an unlucky cruise. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was a good show in that theater. That's right. Yeah, we're the only two in there. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, Brian and a guy was there, up. too. Yeah, Brian Rowell was taking photos. <laughs> nice. So usually what I'm going to do is, is if I want to get off, like I've never been to Jamaica before. So I will make sure that I get off the boat in Jamaica so that I can say I've been to Jamaica. My feet hit the soil. I've been there. I can get back on the boat. Right. But I'll do that in the morning. I'll probably get up, you know, six, seven, eight. Yes, I know I'll probably only be going to bed at four, but I'll still get up at six, seven or eight, grab something to eat quick in the buffet. And then I'll get off the boat then and, uh, you know, take a quick walk around not book any excursions or anything, but so that I can at least say that I've been to Jamaica a little bit, and then I'll get back on the boat in case there's somebody playing. Yep. Now I know I'm not a monsters of rock veteran and this is my first one, but what I am a veteran of is cruising. My wife and I have been on some probably 20 plus cruises. So wow. we definitely know the drills and the ins and outs of a cruise because I mean, there are certain things, no matter whether it's the monsters of rock cruise or not, it's a Royal Caribbean cruise. So there are certain things that will always be the same, no matter what's going on with the boat. Um, and so we consider ourselves uh, veterans when it comes to that stuff. We know a lot of the little uh, ins and outs of cruising and things such as that. So we'll be fine for me. The only cruise I've ever been on is a monsters of rock cruise. So that's, <laughs> I got no, I got no opinion on that. <laughs> never been on a different cruise. Never been on a regular one. 
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. So just like the lovely and talented Samantha said, if you're digging what you're hearing, you like this podcast, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Go on over to Podchaser or Apple iTunes or Google Play or wherever it is that you listen to your friendly podcast and subscribe to the Growing Up Rock podcast. We appreciate it. That's your public service announcement for this episode. Sonny, let's play some more music. All right, next band I want to play is XYZ. I'm a huge fan of anything XYZ, anything Terry Loose. Uh, I like the Vagabond show I saw four or five months ago. Rich would have hated it because it was flamenco guitar, but that's yep. fine. But I like all the stuff, you know, and XYZ has a small history. They, you know, there were. They had a couple albums were pretty good, but they didn't really take off. And then, you know, then grunge came and blah, blah, blah. And then Terry joined uh, great white. He was in there for a good long time. Supposedly got fired over the internet. Depends on who you believe, I guess, but it's definitely one of the bands I want to check out at the pre-party and on the cruise. And I want to play something off the debut album. Check this out. It's called take what you can.
I love the first XYZ record. I love the first two XYZ records quite a bit. And uh, Take What You Can is an awesome tune. Very docking influenced. I know, didn't, did Don produce this record or he had something to do with this record, right? Yeah, I don't know I, if he produced I think it. he produced the first one, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know if he, I don't know if he was involved in any songwriting, but I believe he produced the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And there were years where XYZ, the only live show they did was on the cruise. Yeah. So you're going to get XYZ in the pre-party and you're going to get XYZ. I'm assuming two shows on the cruise. Probably just one. Each band gets two, but the pre-party counts as one of them. If they play the pre-party. Okay. Okay. The odd time. Somebody might get a third. Pink Cream 69 last year got three. They had one pre-party and two on the ship. So I guess it just depends on how the schedule works out. You might get a band with three, but uh, two for sure. Well, listen, just uh, for for just a minute, uh, I know my friends over there at Cobras and Fire love when I say Pink Cream 69. So uh, this one's for uh, my friends Luce and Baco. Pink Cream 69 loves you people. <laughs> All right, carry on. I'm sensing there's a story there that I don't know nothing about. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's uh, go listen to some of their episodes. <laughs> I've, listened, I've listened to a few, but I've never heard them talk about Pink Cream 69. But while we're on that subject, do not miss them. No, they're one of the bands that are on my list to see. Yeah, wait, wait till you hear David Reedman sing. That's all I'm saying. Awesome. So how do you feel about XYZ, Rich? You didn't talk too much about them. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I've seen them uh, a couple times. I've actually... Uh, I spent a rather long time waiting for an airplane uh, in an airport with uh, Pat Fontaine, the the bass player, oh, probably about four, maybe five or six years ago now. Nice guys. I, I really like the first couple albums as well. Face Down in the Gutter is probably my, my favorite song. And I, like I say, I've seen them live a couple times on the boat and uh, they do a great job. Will you see them this year? Uh, depending on who they're up against. Looking at this lineup here, like I say, every band depends on who they're up against for me. There's a lot of my, you know, my favorite bands here, but, and it, it could change. You know, I might have my heart set on seeing Saxon because I, I, I love Saxon. I'm a huge Saxon fan. I'm actually friends with the drummer, Nigel Glockler as well, but maybe I get talking to a few people and, you know, Hey, I'm a single guy. There might be a couple of young ladies or something. And I might get swayed off to see, say the wild hearts. Then I, like anything can change, right? Depends on who's playing against who and what you're doing at the time. Yeah. I think that stands clear for all of us really. I mean, you know, there are a few bands that I haven't seen and there are a few bands that I won't budge off of. Eclipse is one of them. But, you know, I'm I'm kind of open to what's going on. I really need to, you know, I mean, I want to balance a little bit of rock and roll with a little bit of vacation as well because this is an expensive cruise and it is a vacation for me and my wife. Right. So Exactly. You're there with your wife as well. So you need to uh, balance it a little bit more than, say, uh, a, a single moron like me who can just do whatever I feel like. right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I literally, I don't need to be in a live show for, you know, 12 hours out of the day. I'm okay with seeing, you know, four five, six bands that I really like that day and taking a little bit of breaks, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just me personally, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're going to find yourself embroiled in a conversation uh, on the, the pool stage with, somebody you've met you'll be talking about a band that's not even on the boat and it, it just they could be from finland or or the u.s it doesn't matter and you're you know you're gonna end up doing some of that too so you, as much as i say i will see live music every time it doesn't always happen because you get involved in something like that and that's just as much a part of the cruise as the bands for me anyway 
Yeah, right on, right on. All right, well, I got to play a band here, and this is a band. This is an interesting band because they change your name 50 or 60 times. I don't know a ton about them. They're on the cruise. There seem to be quite a few people that like them. I, they weren't particularly one of my favorites back in the 80s when they came out, and I'm talking about the Choir Boys which at one point in time were the London Choir Boys. I think they might have been called the Queers at one point in time. I mean, they got a long history. So what's your take on this band, Rich? Are you a a Choir Boys fan at all? I am more now than I was before. Uh, I never got them before, and I saw them on the cruise a couple times. I saw them at Sweden Rock Festival. I didn't get it. I saw them in France. I didn't get it. And I saw them recently in September when I was in uh, London, England, and it all of a sudden it, it kind of clicked. For some reason, I, I had trouble gelling with their music. I still can't listen to it recorded, but live, just it was like turn on a light switch. It was all of a sudden there, and they were so engaging. But before that, I, I, I struggled to to catch their buzz. But uh, Spike is a very sociable guy, uh, the front man. You'll see him around the cruise everywhere and he's very approachable very nice guy especially if you buy him a drink he'll talk to you for days (laughs) i love the guy's voice i love that mixture of kind of smoky raspy i mean this band obviously very very influenced by the rolling stones they're just kind of a straight ahead old school like rock and roll band um and the song that i selected is a song called show me what you got
All right, so I got six bands that I will be doing anything but going to those live shows. Just they don't connect with me. These guys are one of them. Like Spike might be a nice guy, but his voice, I had a hard time getting through the song, to be honest with you. Uh, It's just like a raspier Rod Stewart. It just does not connect with me. Yeah, see, I love that smoky kind of raspy uh, sound. I, I I dig it. You know, it reminds me of Rod Stewart or even Peter Chris. It just I dig it. So, and I like Rod Stewart. Actually, I yeah. like a lot of Rod Stewart, but th- this stuff I can't get into. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. I, I struggled with it too. Just like we said, there'll be plenty of stuff to see. There'll be plenty of stuff we'll be seeing together. And the Choir Boys for me are going to be one of those bands that. Like like Rich just said, depending on who they're up against, like I would like to see, and I think this is going to happen, but I'm going to probably try to see maybe even just a song or two by certain bands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't necessarily need to stay for the whole show, but if I can um, leave the buffet uh, five minutes early and on my way to, let's say, for example, the Queensryche show, and I leave the buffet five minutes early and breeze past the lounge and catch two songs by the choir boys, I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah there, I, there's a lot of that. A lot of people do that kind of thing. Yeah, I did that a couple of times in 2015. Uh, two that come to mind immediately. I remember going, all right, let me go see, is Mike Tramp become what I think he's become? And I go to hear him on his acoustic guitar. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that ain't yep. White Lion. And I bolted. <laughs> and then, Acoustic uh, sleepy music. <laughs> yeah. And then I did the same thing with Babylon AD. I actually really like right. Babylon AD. But uh, I've seen him live several times because of California guys, right? So... I go and I go, okay, do they still got it? Like, I just needed to know if they still got it. They're on this little itty bitty stage. I swear to God, Derek was, it was in the atrium. Yeah. There was, yeah. Derek looked like he was going to kill somebody with that mic stand because yeah. he kept twirling it. I'm like, what the it, hell are you doing? It, it, did you notice that the stage kept separating? So they had two guys sit at the front and they had to keep their feet up against it because the whole stage was moving because they were jumping around so much. Yeah. That was so, awesome. That, that was one of my favorite shows of the boat was that one. I saw two, three songs. I'm like, all right, they still got it. Let me go on to the next thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought you guys were about to come to blows over uh, Babylon <laughs> AD. Jesus. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Bang goes the bell, baby. <laughs> and all is well. And all yeah, is well. Yeah. Hey, you see the size of me? You see the size of him? I'm not getting in a fight with him. I'm not stupid. <laughs> So what's your uh, favorite, what's one of your favorite activities to do on the boat besides just seeing bands, Rich? Do you have a ritual on these cruises drink, that you drink? drink. That's it? <laughs> no, um, that's really all about going on the cruise now. Like I say, as much as I, I, I love the music from uh, most of the bands that are on here, uh, a lot of it for me is the people. Yeah. The people from all over the world. I got friends that go on this thing from Brazil, from Finland, from Sweden, from all over, from the U.S., from Canada, of course, as well. That is a big part of it for me is the people. So the social aspect of seeing some of these people that I only see on the boat, that's you know part of my ritual. I even started a group for uh, the Canadians. I call it the A-Team. Uh, because Canadians are known for saying a, you know, EH, you know, how's it going? A. So I I make sure it's for uh, all the Canadian cruisers uh, every year. I have a company do it. So 
that's part of it too. It's a social thing for me. Now, listen, Sonny and I were talking about this uh, beforehand, and and there's going to be a lot of Canadians on this ship. And so, what we were wondering is, is maybe um, eleven or twelve o'clock at night, we're able to gather in a back lounge somewhere, and we'll 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 make you the head of it. We'll we'll go ahead and put you in charge. And what oh, we're shit, that's not a good now, idea. Listen, and what we were thinking of is we'll do like a whole reenactment of. Uh, Doug and Mackenzie Phillips. Uh, what do you think? You think that's a good you mean idea? Bob and Doug McKenzie? Yeah, you think that's what the hell's Doug and Mackenzie Phillips? What are you talking about? Oh, Mackenzie about Phillips that? is Bob the chick from One Day at a Time. <laughs> uh, you can try it, but it's it's never going to happen. You'll never get that many people together in one place. Trust me. <laughs> Sonny, Sonny, it sounds like that's going to be out, bud. Uh, yeah, you got a better shot meeting Mackenzie Phillips. <laughs> Doug and Mackenzie Phillips. That's right. Mackenzie Phillips was on one day at a time. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, hell, play some more rock and roll, Sonny. What do you got for me? <laughs> All right. So let's talk about a guy I always forget about for some reason. That's Tony McAlpine. You know, for he's obviously talented if you've heard of him, but. For whatever reason, I don't know. I don't always seek out all the music he has out there. It's been active forever. I mean, ever since I've been listening to music, which is '84, uh, Shrapnel guy, and I love the Shrapnel guys. Got 12 solo albums out there. For whatever reason, uh, I don't always go to it. So I went and I'm like, all right, let me go check out that whole Mars project thing they did. So there's this uh, super group in '86 that gets together and they call themselves M A R S, and originally. Our buddies and past guests, Craig Goldie and Jeff Scott Soto, were supposed to be part of it, mm-hmm. but it ended up being Tony McAlpine, the M, Tommy Aldridge, the A, Rob Rock, the R, and Rudy Sarzo, the S. And uh, they released this album called Project Driver in 86. People have a kind of a love-hate relationship with this thing because, first of all, not very many people have heard it, but the problem is is that Rob Rock is a great singer, but he kind of overdoes it on this album. Uh, you know, any stereotypical thing you've ever heard of about an 80s singer, the screams, the theatrics, the, all the holding notes and over singing on the guitar solo. Like he does it all. It's good, but it's, it didn't age well. And the production is a little raw, but McAlpine rips on this song. Check it out. It's called writing on the wall.
Yeah, so uh, I remember when this project came out, and I had the record. Uh, everything you just said, I, I agree 100% with. Now, Rob Rock, what else has he done? Oh, he's got a bunch of solo stuff, dude. Does he have anything with bands? Uh, not a lot. He's like a hired gun kind of guy. Okay, and we should be clear, this is not Bob Rock. This is this is not no. Bob Rock. This is not Bobby Rock, the drummer, either. This is Rob Rock, the singer. I thought this song was okay. I mean, you know, it's, it is what it, you would expect it to be. So yeah. Rich, you have an opinion on Tony McAlpine? Uh, I'm unfamiliar with the, uh, song you're just talking about. So are you familiar with Tony McAlpine? Uh, I know the name, but that's about it. And, uh, I know that I probably will not see him on the boat because he'll probably just be a solo instrumental thing. And so I will probably avoid that. I might blow through and catch a song or two, but other than that, you know, I just, I, I basically just know the name. I'm not familiar with his music particularly. No. Yeah. I think I'm probably right there with you. I probably, if he's doing the instrumental thing, it'll be on my way to uh, dinner or on my way to another show type thing. Yeah. That's what it'll be for me. Just to say that I, you know, I can say that I've seen it. Right. Yeah. Rich is hanging out with us for the full show. I thought Rich was just going to hang out for 30 minutes and he was going to need to go. But, Rich, you're welcome to stick around for the entire show. Shit, we're almost there, buddy. This is the longest he's ever been sober. Yeah, I know. It's... See, the reason I'm not drinking is, and I'm just going to tell everybody who listens to your podcast now, I was actually supposed to go and meet, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the band Killer Bee. They're uh, half Swedish, half Canadian. They've uh, a couple of albums. Uh, the guys on De- actually I on Decibel Geek and a couple of the other guys reviewed them uh, a couple of their albums. But the the guitarist from Sweden is actually here in Toronto, and I just found out. So we were going to meet up for a coffee, and uh, he's uh, many years sober. So I decided it was not a good idea to have a couple of drinks before I go and meet someone that's a uh, reformed drinker. Now is that Paul Chapman? No, he currently plays uh, when Killer B is on tour. Paul Chapman, but this is Anders Ronblom. It's the bassist and founder. Okay, yeah, I saw that band with Paul Chapman, who's the former UFO guitar player. Yes, yep. um, in that band, they they played with uh, last year, or it might have been two years now at this Bullet point. Bullet Boys, I think. Bullet Boys, and yeah. the um, Gunzo. That's what they called yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, it, Gunzo. Yeah, yeah, that same tour hit Toronto, but I, I was out of the country, so I couldn't see it. So I've actually never met this guy in person, even though we we've talked a few times. I've done interviews with him and stuff like that, and uh, he was here in Toronto, so I was going to meet him up for a, a coffee tonight, but. I'm already, you know, I got home from work and I'm just standing here in my boxer shorts. I don't feel like putting pants on because I really don't like pants. So I'm probably not going to go meet him anyway. And it's getting late. So, all right. I will hang so, out. I will hang out and chat with you kids if, uh, unless you want to get rid of me. No, no, no. Hang no. Out. So, just in case the listeners are getting this view <laughs> that the Meister <laughs> is a fucking angel, I'm also a reformed alcoholic and he was with me sucking down beers like they were going out of style, you ass. <laughs> I was not the only one. <laughs> God, I don't even see how anybody could be a reformed alcoholic on those damn cruises. Jesus. <laughs> that seems like all the people are talking about on some of these boards is these drink packages and, and their bar you know bill. For, for some people, that is the most important part of the cruise, and I think that's stupid. Yes, I do drink a lot, way more than I should when I'm on this thing, but I, I could also do it without the alcohol. I might be a little cranky, um, but it, it's not a big thing. But to some people, it really is, and it's all important to them that they get these drink packages so that they can save uh, 30 cents a beer or whatever it is. You know what? Just spend what you want to spend. Drink what you want to drink. Yeah. 
don't complain about it. If you can't afford it, just don't do it or whatever. Right. It's not a big deal if you ask me, but to some folks, just Hollywood, let me ask you a question. Is your, uh, does your wife drink at all? Uh, no, she quit, uh, three or four years before I did. Holy shit. You guys are going to be dry, which is great news for me. And here's why, because Hollywood can carry two of my bottles of wine on board for me because <laughs> I can. You I, can't bring alcohol on the boat. No, Did listen, you read anything? L- listen, you can, and let me let me explain it to you. So you are allowed per room, not per person, but per room, you are allowed, and this is a cruise policy, not necessarily the Monsters of Rock, but it's uh, Royal Caribbean, and it is in the fine print of the ticket if you read, but you can bring on, you have to carry it on, you cannot put it in your luggage, but you can carry on two 750 milliliter, which is just a typical bottle of wine. You can't bring hard liquor, but you can bring two bottles of wine per stateroom. So if you bring two bottles of wine and I bring two bottles of wine, my stateroom will have four bottles of wine, which is way more than enough to get me through the cruise because I'm a lightweight and pretty much a half a bottle of wine makes me feel really awesome. (laughs) Now, 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 let me help you out with that. Some years we haven't been able to do that. But I guess it depends on the cruise line. So I believe that you're correct that that is a Royal Caribbean policy that you can do that. And I know some folks did it last year uh, and I think probably the year before. Uh, But what I have learned is that, well, they don't ask what stateroom you're in when you're going through the uh, metal detectors to get on the boat. So they see see it on your their two bottles. No, they see it on your uh, thing. Your your ticket will have two people on the stateroom. Just go. Don't go in together. Trust me, you'll get eight bottles in your room. Don't worry. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait. Wait. Let me figure this out. So. And if they confiscate two, they confiscate two. Just buy cheap yeah. wine. Uh, hi, babe. I love you, of course, because I spent half my life with you. But if you could be thirty-three people behind me, yeah, so I you can get, get an mule. extra two bottles. Yeah, <laughs> that'll go for well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my well, wife's not know, was, there for that. I was trying for myself, guys. Come on, help me out. Rich, but, there might be a reason you're still single, buddy. Let me. <laughs> but, yeah, there is. I'm picky. <laughs> but trust me, trust me, a hundred percent. That's the deal. It was the first thing I uh, I knew that that was kind of the policy. But when I printed, because I've already printed out my tickets for the cruise and everything. So when I <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even checked in when I when I checked in and printed it out, I went down to the super fine print. And it uh, very clearly states uh, exactly what I just uh, referenced to you guys. So we're good to go, baby. (laughs) All right. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to play a band now that it's one of those bands that I'm... I've heard of before. They're a huge influence, but they never broke big in the States. And they never, I don't know that they really became huge in their own home country of Australia, but I guess they did. And that's that's a band called Rose Tattoo. Now, Rose Tattoo, which pretty much I think consists of Angry Anderson, which is the only original guy. He's the singer. This band has influenced tons of bands that we all love. I mean, Guns N' Roses comes to mind as being a huge influence. And when you listen back, I've got uh, this really large greatest hits record that has probably like, uh, I don't know, 29 songs on it or something. When you listen back to a lot of the material, 
can kind of hear some of the really old, earlier Guns N' Roses type stuff in their songs. But I'm going to play a song called Scarred for Life.
So I don't really know much about Rose Tattoo. That's a good song. I, I wish the chorus was a little more melodic, but I had no idea they had seven studio albums. I have the first album. I thought that was their only album. Yeah, Rich, what do you know about Rose Tattoo? Uh, you pretty much summed up most of it there. I know, Sonny, that you will know a lot more of the songs when you hear them play them because other bands cover them quite a bit. Like Rock oh, and really? Roll Outlaw. Yeah, Rock and Roll Outlaw is the one that comes to mind uh, at oh, first. That's uh, A lot of people think that's a Keel song. It's not. It's a Rose Tattoo song that Keel covered. Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to find a, a fair bit of that stuff because they are quite an influence on a lot of bands. So you're going to recognize some of the songs. And he is an excellent frontman. I just saw him at the Sweden Rock Festival in June. It was the first time I'd ever seen Rose Tattoo or him. And uh, it, it was fantastic. So I'm re- really looking forward to seeing them again on the boat because it's going to be a smaller thing than it was there in Sweden. So it should be pretty exciting. And uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure if uh, you heard this or not, but uh, something just happened there with his son. Uh, not that long ago, I believe his son was murdered in Australia. Whoa, Did no. you hear anything about that? No. There, there, was, uh, there was something like that. I, I saw it on the news, oh, I'm going to say maybe about two months ago. Wow, no. So that's got to be a hard thing for him to go through. And I was uh, surprised that we haven't seen an announcement that they might not be making it be- because of that. But it you know, it seems like he might be soldiering on. Yeah. Wow. So, that sucks. Yeah. I don't know the full story. I wish I did. I didn't know we were going to talk about it or I would have uh, looked it up, but they're a great band anyway. So really you would have looked it up. Cause I have heard every CGCM episode <laughs> and you guys don't look anything up. <laughs> Some of it's an act, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you are a straight up liar. I've heard every episode. <laughs> Sometimes I have notes. Don't you hear me talk about my notes on my phone? Yeah. <laughs> but sc- I have to scroll remember, through my phone. So I remember the episode when I was driving somewhere and I'm yelling at you, Y and T, Y and T. How do you not know that? That was one of those. We need another episode. Let's just do this. So there was no prep for it. Cause we just did it off the cuff. <laughs> like in five minutes, we decided we were going to do that episode. That's how I messed that one up. We were drunk. So is it also an act when you and your um, partner in crime there, Wally the Gator, fight like a husband and wife that's been in a bad marriage for 30 or 40 years? Mm, Sometimes. (laughs) It it, it depends on what's happening at the time. (laughs) Yes, um, most of it is a good-natured act. Uh, I wouldn't say that we do it on purpose. It's just, it's just how we are <laughs> and, and it's all good natured. Yes. But yes, we do do some uh, research sometimes, but sometimes we don't <laughs> just depends on how much time I have that day. The episode Sunny guessed it on. We had no research for, <laughs> we didn't have an episode plan. We just said, okay, let's start talking. <laughs> we didn't clue you in on hardly anything for this. We're completely free balling it for this, uh, episode. <laughs> well, you, you guys seem to have a plan. I'm the one in the dark. Well, we we do we do have a loose plan, but uh, you know, you throw a third person that that is in the dark in the mix, and it uh, kind of throws your plan out the door. But I think we've done surprisingly well for this episode. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's the same thing. And Wally and I are often quite used to doing this kind of thing where we do not have a strict plan. We have a basic outline for the show that we know that we're going to do. We know we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to play a song. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to play a song. That's basically all we know. But we love talking about music and, and we love the music. And you guys got me talking about the cruise, which is something I love and the music that I love. So it's just and I know that it's going to be your first time, so I'm excited to see how you're going to react. And I mean, so for me, it's easy to talk about. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's well said because uh, it it is once we get together and we just start talking music. I mean, we can talk music all day long, so, and that 
that really is the common thread with all of us, I think, is, uh, you know, you just start shooting the shit about all these bands you love, all these musicians, all these artists that you love, you know, so uh, that's cool. I'm totally looking forward to this thing. I'm looking forward to hanging out with uh, both you guys, really. There's a whole whack of decibel geek crew on there, eh? Well, you know, I know Andy LaFon is coming. Is that that correct? Yes. Yeah, he's. Uh, this will be his. Let's say his fourth cruise. Did you hear the story about how he got on the first one? No. Uh. Uh-uh. So I guess because of me uh, guesting on Decibel Geek podcast, writing articles about it and everything like that, after being on it a few times, I guess he talked about it enough to his wife. His wife sent me a message on Facebook, completely out of the blue. One day, I want to send my husband Andy Lafon on the cruise. Can you help me out? He doesn't know anything about it. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> so I, unbeknownst to him, we had it all set up. I found him uh, some cabin mates uh, to put him in, uh, in a cabin with, and uh, she paid the whole thing. Her plan was to drop him off at the airport and go, here's your suitcase. You're going on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Have a nice time. Wow. But she ended up having to let the cat out of the bag about a week early. So all I got was a message from him. It was just something like, you fucking asshole. I love you. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, and I was telling everybody the story. We were at the, at the hotel we were staying at and uh, drinking with a bunch of people around the bar. The people that were there early the day before the pre-party and Andy was flying in. So everybody around the bar knew the story. And Andy was texting me, you know, I just got off the airplane. What do I do? I'm like, go, go to, you know, post A, get on the shuttle that's going to this hotel, whatever. I had to guide him through everything. We're doing it over text message. And he rolls up in this cab and he gets out of the cab and he walks in the lobby of the hotel and there's got to be about 25 people at the bar, including the staff. And they all go, Andy! And he just <laughs> dropped his bag and his eyes were so wide. He was so shocked. Everybody was clapping. It was awesome. He had the best time of his life. That's- he loved it so much. And he's he's been on several since. But his wife picked us up at the airport afterwards. And I was coming back to Nashville to visit with the guys. And... Uh, <laughs> And he made a mistake. He tried to keep up with me drinking. That's probably not a good idea. And um, his wife picked us up and she looked at him and went, you look like shit. <laughs> it was funny. That's awesome. But anyway, yeah. Andy, Andy Lafon's on there. Derek Novak's on there. Brian Ronald's on there. Wow. Probably a couple others I'm forgetting right now. Yeah. I mean, I know some of the names. Andy, I think, is the only one that I've met in person. Sonny, have you met? You've met Andy in person, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He was at Rockin' Pod. Yeah. We just, <laughs> there were a lot of people at Rock and Pod. We didn't spend, Correct. There were, yes. spend too much time talking to everybody, but I know I've met Andy uh, once or twice, I think. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm, like I said, looking forward to getting to know some of these folks a little bit better. So, that's, that's awesome. Right on. All right, Gronos of the Week. These are the folks that uh, retweeted us on Twitter and shared us on Facebook, and we appreciate it. Those were Eladio, The Peter Principles, Janet Eck, Chris James A., Anna, Classic, Rock Drops, Craig Osborne, Rick Frio, Mr. Cole Thornton, Grayson Gallegos, Bella Lowe's 1966, Shawana Lee, Trace Mess 469, Rodney Dixon, HairnetRadio.com, David Cathy, Tony Musalem, Arrowhead, Mike Siebert Radio Podcast. I haven't checked that out. I should check that out. Ages of Rock Podcast. Kalen Provo. Happy birthday, by the way. Potter Than Hell. Jason Kearney. Brad Rustoven, who's going to join us in uh, Vegas for Kiss. That's going to be fun. Yep. Rob Alanese, Decibel Geek. Uh, Marcelo Verzi. Adam Cox. Save Rock and Metal. Arthur King. The Mooger Fuger. I Love It Loudcast. Mark Winder 8. Dirk Sokolowski. Adrian Era Rock. MSNBC Rocks. Chris Sinzak. Ken Mills, Daredevil Production, 
Courtney Cronin Dold, Peter Cessary, Jason Bluski, Ogata, George Piandes, David Hudson, Music Palace Radio, Bill Elam, Damn Good Movie Memories, Carrie Morgan, K Nuevo Medio, Abby K Music, Red Marvel Girl 21, Bill Algie, Brant Cattle, Jody Havnot, Digital Killed Radio Star, Steve Wright, Daryl Albert, The Circus in Your Town, Mike Parnell, Chris Fretwell, Alan Tate, Music Interview Mag, Gene Vogel, which it was cool. He said Juliet Life of the Party was meh. Yeah, I saw it. (laughs) That was funny. And then our buddies at Cobra and Fire Podcast, you know, we love you. And uh, we got a little message for you. So Rock's not dead. It's playing in my grandmother's basement on an Audio-Technica turntable that has auto start, but no auto stop. Rock's not dead. I heard it playing in a 1973 Volkswagen Bug at the mobile gas station at the corner of Waukesha Main Street. (laughs) There you go, boys. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little gift for you. Other folks that shared us, Dan Nation, uh, Restrained, Jacob Cade Rocks, which was cool, and the Amorettes wanted to thank you for uh, putting them on their uh, top 10 there. That was awesome. Love the Amorettes. Yes, sir. That was killer. Thank you for everybody sharing us. Thank you for everybody who's listening. We got a couple of pod chaser reviews that I'll share real quick. We've told you guys before, you can go to podchaser.com and leave us a review at Growing Up Rock Podcast. You can also leave us a whatever it is they're calling it on Facebook these days at Growing Up Rock. And you can follow us on Twitter at Growing Up Rock, Stephen Michael at Growing Up Rock. Uh, but this review comes from S N M I S, my hero. Review left a few days ago. Been listening for a while on other platforms. Love that Podchaser allows an easy way to leave feedback. So here it goes. Number one, less talk, more music is always best. So he doesn't want to hear, he or she doesn't want to hear us talk. Number two, thanks for doing an episode every week. Number three, maintain balance between obscure bands and mainstream bands, which I guess he's saying we do pretty good. And then number four, I like the intros you guys do sometimes. And number five, thanks for providing cool content to help me get through the tough day. That's what it's all about. Man, if that above all else is awesome, left a five-star review, uh, and we love that we can get somebody through a day, man. That's fantastic. So there you go. A couple Podchaser reviews. We appreciate it as always. What else we got here, Sonny? Yeah, no, uh, I just wanted to thank the folks for the feedback that we've been getting. Uh, you know, people hit me on messenger or on Twitter and, uh, We've heard some interesting feedback, and none of it bad. Did somebody tell us we need to play Kotzen and Jeff Scott Soto every episode? I, I like that feedback. Yeah. Where did that one come from? Uh, I don't remember who that is, but yeah, somebody probably did say that. I think I do recall reading that, but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> But uh, yeah, hey, we appreciate you guys listening just as always and um, keep coming and leaving us reviews, leaving us the feedback. We do listen to your feedback and we will try to follow up on some of that feedback and some of those ideas for sure. So um, yeah, let's get back at it. Right on. What else we got in store here, Sonny, for this episode? 
I think we wanted to just talk about a couple of bands. So we talked about Femme Fatale already, which I'm interested in seeing them. And lately they've had members of the Iron Maidens as part of Femme Fatale. So there might be a little bit of a different ambiance to the music. So I definitely want to check them out. The Nelson brothers are on the cruise. Was <sighs> it was it Gunner or Matthew that we met at Rock and Pod? We met Gunner. Gunner. Uh, seemed to be I nice think. guys. I can't yeah. remember. It seemed to be nice guys. I, I don't know if I didn't know they had 11 studio albums. I missed, I guess, on Nelson, but uh, I just remember those four hits on the first album. That's about it. But uh, so it could be interesting to check them out. They might do something acoustic, I'm assuming. I don't know. Well, listen, I will say this. Back in the day, I saw Nelson live a few times, and I thought they were amazing live because they had such a great band together. And that first record, After the Rain, I just I thought it was a fantastic record. I mean, is it a hard rock record? I don't know about that, but uh, just musicianship-wise and the way their show came together, I really enjoyed them back in the day. Now, I haven't seen them since, but yeah, you know, seemed like nice guys when we, uh, when we met them. Uh, Rich, what's your, uh, what's your thoughts on, on them? I think I'm the sober one, and you two, the alcoholics, you're thinking that's a good band. <laughs> I mean, how can you get behind anyone that song is called, you know, their song is, I can't live without your love and erection. Come on. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not uh, a fan. You know what? I've never seen them live, though. Uh, they've been on the cruise a couple times, but it was one of those, okay, there's something else to see, so I'm going to go see that because I'm not a fan. But maybe if I did see them, maybe it might change it a little bit. So you never know. Maybe this will be the cruise where I catch them, and maybe I like it, and maybe I don't. But as it stands currently, not a fan. Fair enough. I don't know that. I don't know how they're performing. It may just be the two of them performing acoustically. I don't know that they're going to have a whole band behind them or not, you know? That'll definitely drive me away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I um, understand. The, yeah, they're on my checkout list they're not on my uh don't need to see bottom six so right. we'll see and then the last person i wanted to talk about was jason beeler who's a guitarist from psychon kick um you know they got five six albums they had that hit love is on the way <laughs> see him and jeff are doing that pre-party because him and jeff actually have a connection they used to be in talisman the first <laughs> three years of talisman so and then Jeff did backing vocals on Saigon Kicks first album. So they have a connection and there's some stuff on YouTube where they've done Love is on the Way together and so they got this kind of bromance thing going. So it should be interesting. Yeah, okay. I I don't know that uh I'll be interested to see it. I mean, it'll be at the pre-party so it'll be easy enough for me to check out. And then Jason Beeler's not coming on the cruise, right? Soto is, but Beeler's not. Correct? Yeah, he's not listed, but sometimes what happens so there was, let's see, like Howie Simon was on the 2015 cruise, but I had no idea he was going to be on there because he was a member of somebody else's band. So it's like, okay, well, Howie, why are you on the ship? Oh, I'm playing guitar for so-and-so. So I don't know if Beeler is one of those guys that jumps in a band that just needs somebody to fill in and he ends up being on the cruise anyway. I don't know. Who is in Soto besides Jeff Scott Soto? Because that's officially who's playing, right? Soto? Oh, I don't think he's part of that band because... uh those five guys, those guys are serious. Wait till you hear that guitar player. That guy is unbelievable. What you will find sometimes is random artists will just be on the cruise anyway because they're just going on the cruise as a patron. Okay. So it it is possible that you'll see someone, and Jacob Bunton, I don't know if you guys know who that is. Uh, yep. He's the Lineham uh, and uh, Adler. 
Yep. Uh, the front man for Adler. And uh, that guy needs to eat a cheeseburger, man. He's the skinniest guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but he's, he's always on the cruise. And until probably two cruises ago, he'd never done a performance on, on the cruise with anyone. He was just there because that was his vacation. But then uh, I, they got him up at one of the, I don't know, he was on stage singing with somebody, you know, a couple of cruises ago because I guess people knew he was there. But so you'll see that. Yeah. So you're going to find uh, stuff like that. So will be or be on the cruise? He may well be. He might be on the cruise to hang out with friends in a band. He might be doing a, a backup performance or sitting in with somebody or he might just be there on vacation. It's possible. Yeah. Jorge Salon, who's the guitarist in Soto. Yeah. Dude, nobody knows that guy. Wait till you hear him play. You're going to be like, who the hell is that guy? Awesome. He's one of those guys. So it should be interesting. All right. So three of the acts that I'm going to talk about real briefly, we're not going to play any music from. The first one is Michael Grant and the Assassins. Like Rich alluded to earlier, Michael Grant used to be in LA Guns, got kicked out for whatever reason. I heard this guy at one point in time. Uh, a lot of the servers and waiters and all this stuff on the boats are from the Philippines. Well, apparently Michael Grant was like a Filipino child star at one point in time. And so a lot of these like waiters and waitresses and some of these folks that work on the boat knew who Michael Grant was, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. I heard this uh, interview that he did with Eddie Trunk and they were talking about that. But I went out and listened to a little bit of Michael Grant and the Assassin's music, and there's not a ton of stuff out there. I wasn't a real big fan of it. It sounds kind of modern, just doesn't do it for me. That's I don't know that this is an act that I'll be catching on the ship. You guys have opinions on Michael Grant and the Assassin's I've never heard uh, the Michael Grant and the Assassins music, but I, I thought he did a really good job with uh, L.A. Guns. Actually, I was surprised when he was no longer with L.A. Guns because I thought he was a he was a good fit, and uh, he used to sing Purple Rain even when they uh, when L.A. Guns performed. I, you know, he's made some mistakes. Though. The, the first uh, first year L.A. Guns was on the cruise, he forgot his passport, so he wasn't allowed on the boat. So L.A. Guns had to perform with out of lead guitarist, which was a bit interesting. Yeah. Second act up is Bisto Blanco. They're playing the cruise party, the pre-party, the first pre-party. I don't know a ton about Bisto Blanco other than Chuck Garrett. Change that. Chuck Garrett. Well, okay. So you're recommending I see this band. I know Chuck Garrett's in the band. I I know uh, Calico Cooper, Alice Cooper's daughters in the band. I don't know anybody else in the band. I went and saw some videos. Well, first off, I went and saw some live footage and I was kind of like, okay, they're kind of trying to do like the whole Rob Zombie thing a little bit. They kind of have that feel. I wasn't a huge fan of what I heard live, but then I went and checked out a couple of videos and I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. I kind of like this song. I love their remake of Feed My Frankenstein. I think the remake is awesome. And I love a couple of the other videos uh, as far as music goes, but you think this is a band I need to need to see at the pre-party, huh? I do. Yeah. I, I really like them. I was familiar with them before they were on the cruise the first time, which I think I think two cruises ago was their first one. It might have been last one. I, I, I lose my timelines, um, but I was familiar with them. I'd reviewed the album for uh, Decibel Geek, actually both albums I think I reviewed for Decibel Geek, and half of the people on the boat 
I had no idea who they were. A lot of people were saying, who's this band? And they were the ones that created so much buzz. They played a small lounge show and they blew everybody away that there was so much buzz on the ship after that show. And the next day, uh, when they played in the theater a couple days later, it was absolutely rammed because everybody wanted to see what all the attraction was. And a lot of it is the stage show, but I, I love the music. It's uh, it's like a mixture of Rob Zombie and, and uh, but there's a lot of Ted Nugent hiding in there too. Right. I think it's great. All right. Sonny? Yeah, I think what's going to happen at that pre-party, and uh, just remember I said this, I think XYZ is going to surprise people. I think Bisto Blanco is going to blow people away, and then they're going to be really disappointed with Ingbe. I, I would, think that's what happens. I, I, I would go with something like that. I know XYZ has been on quite a few of these things before, so folks are fairly familiar with them. And same with Bisto Blanco. Now this is their second or third, so folks are fairly familiar. But that that's really going to be where it is. And I, I don't think that Ingve is going to be much of uh, much of an attraction there at, at all. I could be wrong. I think, yeah, and I, go I ahead. think Ingve's doing his own vocals, which is a little scary. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm not so. sure if that's a good idea, is it? Okay, so listen, I just recently saw Ingve literally a month ago at, at best. It wasn't very long ago. He was performing with... Generation X or Gen- something like Generation that? Generation X, that's exactly right. I just don't get it. I mean, listen, I can watch it for about two or three minutes, and then that's it. He did his own singing. He did, he did, you know, some of his own stuff. He did some cover songs. He did a cover of Burn, which I enjoyed. But, yeah, it, the guy shouldn't be singing. I don't have any desire. That'll be, that'll be one of those things where uh, if Sonny looks at me and goes, all right, well, you ready to leave? I'll be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> what, no, what you want to do then is you want to go inside the casino and not gamble or drink, but there's often right near – Geez, now it's hard to describe, but fairly close to the doors going in and out uh, to the where the outside venue is in the casino. There's uh, quite often a little house band. I mean, last time it was, they, I mean, they look like a bunch of Mexican guys, but they were playing like a lot of 80s covers, not so much hard rock, but some like pop covers. And they had probably 30 people in front of them just in between the slot machines because there's not, they're not playing on a stage. They're just playing on the floor next to the bar. Everyone's dancing. You know, there's about 30 people dancing in around the slot machines. And it was a great party. And they were such a great band. They were charismatic. So if, if you get bored with Ingve, uh, wander in and see if something's going on right around that area because it could be uh, just something different and fun. Yeah, because I can almost guarantee I'm going to get bored with Ingve. Oh, I'm not even going to see him. <laughs> I'm going to be gone <laughs> and, before he hits the stage. And I'm telling you, I love Ingve. I've seen some unbelievable Ingve shows in the 80s and 90s. I own all the music. I just I can't imagine him singing some of those songs because I mean he, he had Mark Bowles, right? I mean mm-hmm. he had some great, incredible singers. I don't know how he's going to pull that off on his own. At least he's singing though, and it's not all instrumental. So that that's, that's a point in his face. No matter how bad it is, at least I'll be able to enjoy the songs a little bit uh, you know when i can hear the words that that i i know well really i only like the trilogy album is really the only one i like and I, he's probably going to play queen in love and that's it so i'm not going to be there when he plays probably yeah uh and then last on the list for me um is kip winger acoustic both sunny and i took kip winger acoustic in uh earlier this year and i've seen him a couple times acoustic I love Kip Winger acoustic. I think he does an awesome job. Would I much rather see Winger? Sure, I would. But Kip Winger acoustic 
is really a good alternative. He sings the songs completely fantastic, and he's charismatic. He's a funny guy. Uh, so I, you know, if if I'm hanging around having a cup of coffee at the end of the night and nothing's going on, and Kip happens to be playing like the beach stage or something like that, I'll sit and listen to Kip in a coffee bar, no problem. This is where one of you guys speaks and uh, <laughs> I was waiting chimes on Rich. in. Uh, you don't want to hear my opinion. Well, first of all, you said acoustic, so I will have nothing to do with it. The only artist that I will ever see acoustic is Ron Keel. And even that I'm not really a fan of. I don't like acoustic. I like the hard riffs, right? So if it's acoustic, it'll drive me away unless there's absolutely nothing else going on. And maybe I'm hanging out with the young lady. We're having a drink or something. Uh, yeah, sure. Then I'm, I'm all over seeing Kip Winger. Other than that. Rich, Rich, are you a fan of Winger? Do you like the band Winger? I think I want to like them more than I do. I liked them a lot more when I was, uh, you know, what, 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Uh, when the first and second album came out and then the, the pole album came out. I really liked them in that era. I just, I don't think that the music has stood the test of time. The I think it was the first cruise that Winger was on, uh, let's say four years ago at a at a quick guess. They did the entire first album in its in, entirety, and I was so excited to see it. I was wearing my In the Heart of the Young uh, tour T-shirt from like 1991 or whatever it was. Uh, I can't believe that still fit me, and um, I was so excited. And uh, about four songs in it, I'm like. I really don't like this. Like I just, for me, the music has not stood the test of time the way it should. And I just, I can't get with any of the newer stuff they've done at all. Not, okay. I, I just don't gel with it. Yeah. I'm that complete opposite. I love them, but, yeah. uh, Sun- hey, and everybody's different, right? Yeah, absolutely. Sonny. I think it'll be one of the things Nicole enjoys, uh, you know, this rock music, listen to and love. Nicole's not really into this music. She likes music, but, uh, not quite this. Uh, she will tolerate anything Jeff does. She will tolerate anything Richie Cotson does, and she will tolerate acoustic. So I think she might enjoy a Kip Winger. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, I know Jen will. Jen's seen it a couple times now because she's gone with us to the shows uh, where he does the acoustic set, and she she enjoys it. But uh, yeah, same same thing. You know, she take it or leave it. But that's one of the things that she would be okay with for sure. So that's it for me as far as, you know, bands we're going to discuss that we're not going to play any music for. So uh, now it's time for... You wanted the best, but you got the best! The hottest band in the world, Kiss! It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. All right, so the historic moment, we always talk a little bit about Kiss, and in this excerpt, we're going to talk about Richie Cotton because he has a connection. So Richie Cotton's going to be on the ship. I've already cleared it up with my lawyers. <laughs> my restraining order for both Jeff Scott Soto and Richie Cotton will be non-active during the cruise, so I can hug them if I want to. <laughs> uh, now, I have no idea which Richie we're going to get. We could get the GQ Richie. We could get the homeless Richie. We could get the Alice in Wonderland Richie. He has different styles. And I saw that on the 2015 cruise when he walked into uh, the casino and he was wearing these striped socks and green hair. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with him all of a sudden? So who knows? But in 2004, Gene Simmons decides to do another solo record, appropriately labeled asshole, because at times he is. And he reaches out to Richie to use his studio for some of the work. 
And so during the recording, Richie played guitar and a couple of tunes and Richie actually, he started, uh, at seven playing piano, but switched to guitar because it was inspired by the mighty kiss. All things start with kiss, right? So wanted to play this cool song for you. I wish the chorus was a little bit better. I think it's just meh, but the verses are really cool. And Richie's guitar playing, especially the solo that even's got this, like you would hire in a carnival. Song's called Carnival of Souls.
I think this is the first time I heard this tune, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Thought it was good. Uh, had no idea that he had played guitar on this uh, record or this song. So very cool. Have you heard this song, Rich? No, I'm completely unfamiliar. Fair enough. Are you a Kotsam fan at all? Not at all. Not at all. Oh my god! Okay, oh, look, God. Now we got a problem. <laughs> I think we've already discussed this, have we not? No, I don't think so. But you know what? I don't like Saxon, so we'll call it even. (laughs) But Saxon are a band. They play together. They have melody. They sing songs. They don't just get up there and play guitar in weird outfits. Yeah, but Richie Cotton's got a band. He'll have the two guys with him. They do a three-piece, and Uh, they have melody, and they play guitar, too. Are you going to sing anything? Yeah. Cotton can sing. Cotton's got, like, 50 albums. Yeah. Are any of them any good? All of them are good. You suck. I'm just working them up now. Eh? You see that? <laughs> God, and you're just letting him uh, draw I, you in. I don't know any of Richie Kotzen at all, aside from the fact that he's a guitar player and he's in the Winery Dogs, and I hate the Winery Dogs. Oh, that's man. about all I can tell you. Actually, he played on one Poison album too, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's about all I can tell you. And, and I'm not really, I'm not a musician myself. I don't play an instrument. So I struggle to gel with guitar players. I mean, I can like guitar players, but... If I, someone is known as a guitar player, I automatically think they're just going to get up there and do instrumental, and that turns me off. So maybe you need to expand my horizon a little bit there uh, with Richie Kotzen, and I can give you a better opinion. All right, listen up, Monsters of Rock Cruisers. On the last day of the cruise at 12 o'clock noon, we'll call it noon high, on the Lido deck, we're going to have Hollywood Pooney and Rich Dillon dressed up in these huge sumo wrestling plastic outfits, and they will be taking the main stage by the pool deck and battling it out for Cotson's love. So don't miss it. It'll be there. It's going to be a fantastic bouncing fight. You guys are going to love it. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. But but I don't want to win his love. <laughs> Rich, nobody asked you. <laughs> Can I go for one of the, you're wearing a big bouncy costume. I can push you around now. Both you, you'll, you'll be all off balance. <laughs> you'll be all off balance. Wouldn't that be fantastic if they had those big bouncy outfits? You I've, know what I've I'm talking about, right? I've, I've done it before. So let me tell you the story. So there was a, a bar called America live in Sacramento. And they, they had like these five different rooms, and you could go to a room and listen to rock. They had country, R&B, R&B, blah, blah, blah. They have this boxing ring, and they put you in these sumo suits, and you bo- basically like bump against each other, blah, 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 and try to pin one or the other. So Tony from Restrained was in a suit. I was in a suit. I ran to him and knocked his ass out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and then he cried for like two days. <laughs> I would love to see that. You guys know, like this ship has, um, this ship has one of those flow riders on it. You know what those things are? Have you guys seen those? No, no, no. Okay, well, flow rider Royal Caribbeans have these things called flow rider. Go, go, uh, Google it. But essentially, it's kind of like a surf boogie board type platform so they have this uh water wave rush thing and you can stand up on a surfboard learn to surf or get on a boogie board or whatever it's kind of cool check it out but they got one of those on this ship 
I can't stand up on the on the ground. Never mind on a wave board. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, they'll teach you how. They'll teach you how to get on your knees and well, that, that sounded bad, but anyway. Yeah, come on, man. What kind of a cruise you think this is? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh my goodness. There goes any shot we got at all of talking to anybody. <laughs> hey, you, you wanted to have me on the podcast. <laughs> It cut that part out. (laughs) Oh my God. So what else, before we wrap this thing up, what else do we got to talk about? I mean, uh, we've discussed so much. We've done so much gabbing. This is going to be like an epic episode, probably a la CGCM. And and go ahead for, for our listeners, Rich, tell people where they can find your podcast and uh, what your podcast is all about. Well, we're uh, we're the CGCM podcast, Canadian Geeks Chatting Metal. Uh, my co-host and I, uh, Wally Gator, we call ourselves that because we started, uh, we're spawned from the Decibel Geek podcast, and uh, that's American and we're Canadians. So we're the Canadian Geeks, CGCM. Uh, the easiest place to find us is at our website, cgcmpodcast.com, or uh, we're on all of the regular uh, podcast uh, platforms. We're, we're on your iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, all that business. Uh, also on Podchaser, uh, you can same thing. You can head over there and give us a review. And basically, we're just uh, two Canadian metalheads. We were both born on April 10th, and uh, we just uh, we love talking talking rock and introducing each other to new bands. We love having a few beers. We're sponsored by a beer company and a rum company, and uh, so we just get drunk every uh, podcast and try to introduce people to new bands. We focus a lot on uh, a lot of the younger bands, a lot of the the up and coming kind of lesser known bands. So yeah, check us out. Yeah, absolutely. You guys play some great music over there at CGCM. I always find new bands, uh, much like you guys and uh, our friends over at Cobras and Fire. I I always seem to find some new bands that uh, I'm unfamiliar with from your podcast. So, um, cheers. That's that's good shit. All right, so Rich, Rich, you can't respond until I'm completely done. So don't say Uh-oh. anything until I'm done. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, I'm looking forward to hanging with you again. I didn't think we spent, got to spend enough time at rock and pod two. It was too quick. Uh, but April, 2017, I decide to do my first podcast with decibel geek. I'm nervous as hell. I get through it. And, uh, I was listening to decibel geek at that time every day. And I find out that, uh, they were looking for staff writers. So I reach out to rich via email and, uh, say, Hey, uh, you know, I might be interested in being a staff writer. And Rich was so cool. You were so cool to me. Like you, you taught me WordPress. You taught me Dropbox. Like I have never used any of this stuff. And honestly, I'm not a good writer. And you guys just blindly, oh yeah, come on. Yeah. Send it here. Send me this, send me that, send me this. And uh, you're good to go. Start whenever you want. And I'll send you an album you can review and you can pick what you want. And you were so cool. You made it so easy that literally you made me feel like anybody could do it which that's what I needed to try to get on. And now we're 21 months later and I am totally engulfed in the podcasting world. And you were a big piece of that. So I wanted to thank you. Did I speak now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, cheers, man. I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know what it was, uh, and for the folks, I, I don't think we said that before, but yes, I'm all the, uh, I also run the, the website over there at decibel geek a little bit less. Now, uh, I've, uh, basically passed the reins over to, uh, two other folks, Adam Cox and Graham spark. Uh, so I can focus a little bit more on CGCM, but it's all about talking about the music and you don't, to me, you don't have to be a good writer. You could convey your point. 
in your style. Your style might be different than mine. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily a good writer or a bad writer. You, you got your point across and it either made me want to buy that album or, or not buy that album. And that's all it was about. I just fixed up some grammar and stuff like that from time to time. And uh, that was it. And literally anybody can do it. And I'm glad that you did. You know, you wrote a lot of good reviews for us. And now seeing how you're on, you're on about 12 podcasts now, you're like the, the podcast go-to guru. So I'm glad I was able to help you with that. Yeah, and I'll I'll echo Sonny's uh, sentiments. I mean, it was essentially it was the same for me. I reached out to Rich. I became a writer for Decibel Geek. I did some articles, and uh, I always approached it. I knew I wasn't a good writer either, but I approached it from basically the same perspective Rich did, which is, hey, I'm gonna tell you about this album as a fan of the album or not fan of the album if I didn't like it, and I would tell you that in my own personal words and either you're going to buy it or not buy it, but I would much rather hear a review from somebody like that than somebody who's writing a bunch of words uh, on the paper that, you know, I, I have to decipher. So exactly. We're, we're all real people. And this is how we would really talk about an album if we were just like we've just been doing all night. We've been talking about bands. I write it the same way. If you read a lot of my reviews or things that I post either on the CG Sam website or on the Decibel Geek website, it's just it's blog style. A lot of it is a story about, you know, how I got up in the morning, had a coffee, went to the bathroom, put the album on. You know, like it's just I, I would rather read something like that. It gives me a bit more of a connection. And I know that it's an honest review instead of, like you say, someone that is just reviewing it because they want to get in good with their record company or the band or whatever it is. Yeah. So, well, once again, Rich, Dylan, we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us for this episode. And uh, I have a feeling that uh, maybe there'll be a couple of impromptu uh, on-the-boat recordings uh, while we're there. Maybe you'll pop into one of our cabins and uh, tell us about the, the last show that you saw. Uh, wait a second. You can't just pop into my cabin, dude. You, you're going you're gonna to have to text me first. I'm not popping into, I'm not popping into anybody's cabin, especially if there's dudes in there. Oh my God. <laughs> no, uh, for sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to, uh, meet with you, uh, guys there. Uh, you might have to take a couple of stabs at it. You know, if you want me to, to, to record something there on the boat, your, your best chance is to get me in the morning or in the early, early afternoon before I've had too many drinks. Cause then I'm going to power a little bit like this and you know, you're not going to be able to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So, um, yeah, you got no, anything? Cheers. I, I, I appreciate you boys having me on. Yeah. You want to add anything here, Hollywood, before we get out of here? No, just wanted to say thanks again, rich. And, uh, we will see you at monsters of rock cruise, baby. Right on. Absolutely. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle and roll. Play us out boys. If you change your mind, take a chance on the first in line. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. If you need me, let me know. Gonna be around. If you got no place to go, when you're feeling down. If you're all alone, with a pretty bird, have flown. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 